in a dark world filled with deceit. One united voice is crying out. Revealing the truth of God's word. It's time to expose the hidden truth. And unravel the lies. While we're living in Satan's little season. With Sister Crystal and Brother Phil. Welcome to Living in Satan's Little Season show. We're your hosts, Brother Phil, Sister Crystal. Hello, everyone. We're starting at the beginning now. The topic, the Great Tribulation. What do you think about that one? Yeah, that's going to be a good one. Uh, we, you know, we had some requests going about certain topics that we need to discuss. And I was going to get into this eventually, but I thought, well, I might as well do it now. Because we had people that are questioning, well, what exactly happened during this Great Tribulation? How does this fit into the timeline? Remember, this is the first thing on the timeline, really. That has to do with after Christ returned to heaven, remember the gospel message, it went out into the whole world. And then very quickly after that, before his return, there was a tribulation of the what's known as the holy ones or the saints. And there's this is really the first thing on our timeline that we have. If you watched episode two, right. show two, it, we talked about that. It was a time of great and extreme, per, the worst persecution the right. church has ever had. And most likely ever will. Right. An onslaught of just constant pressure to denounce their faith or to opportunity for the evil ones to put them to death because of their faith. And this is where, you know, we get the mark of the beast, rise of the Antichrist and all that. This is when this happens is during this tribulation period of the saints they couldn't buy or sell anything during this time. So they were really having to fend for themselves. John was on the island of Patmos at the time right. during this great tribulation period. He was banished there, prisoned there for exactly. his... And we're going to go into all these scriptures that talk about right. this. First, we're going to go back in the Old Testament. And there's a prophecy about this back in mm-hmm. days of Daniel. We went over this in a previous show, mm-hmm. but we're going to go over this again. Daniel chapter 7, verse 25. We're going to go ahead and start there. He shall speak pompous words against the Most High, shall persecute the saints of the Most High, and shall intend to change times and law. Then the saints shall be given into his hand, for a time and times and half a time. Of course, we know in Daniel, when they talk about the saints, those are the holy ones right. or the, what we call the first resurrected. They're all, they're called first resurrected throughout most of the scripture. Mm-hmm. So this is, we know they're talking about the people that are first resurrected. That already happened in our basically distant past. But here, of course, he's talking about the Antichrist, the rising Antichrist, right. forcing everyone to either take the mark doesn't really give a lot of detail here in Daniel. We get that information right. in, in more in Revelation. Still, it, it alludes to it here in Daniel. Now, let's go to Matthew because Jesus actually 
hmm. talks about that because they were right. asking him the end of the age. The really the last thing that happens at the end of the age or the end what what people call the end of time, which right. it really is the end Not of time. It's exactly. The end, it's the end of the age, age right. which is the age of the old covenant system. Is this extreme persecution on the church? And of course, after that very quickly is the destruction of the temple in Jerusalem and all that. But right. there are two separate events. Right. The uh, worldwide persecution of the church was the, during this great tribulation hmm. when Rome was running the entire world at the time. Right. And I had a previous show right. on this. They were running the entire world, so they put the persecution worldwide on the church. So it was basically like a constricting of the church. Yeah. And so the church had to go underground. A lot mm-hmm. of them, li- you know, worshiping catacombs and stuff like right. this. Right. Yeah. You, the- even that's even in the history a little yeah. bit. Yeah. Catacombs uh-huh. in Rome. All this happened right. during the Great Tribulation mm-hmm. time where they had to worship and meet in secret. There's a persecution on the church all over the world, not in just right the Roman Empire that people think it's everywhere on earth. Right. So it, it was prevalent wherever and everywhere the Roman nation, you know, and that was everywhere. And just like I don't pull punches, neither <laughs> does Jesus Christ when he right. tells tells his people the bad news. So we're going to read in Matthew how Jesus describes this time. Mm-hmm. And let me put it to you this way. It's not described as a time you'd want to live through. I'll tell you that. Mm-hmm. Read Matthew chapter 24, verse 9. Then they will deliver you up to tribulation and kill you. And you will be hated by all nations for my name's sake. And then many will be offended will betray one another, and will hate one another. Then many false prophets will rise up and deceive many. And because lawlessness will abound, the love of many will grow cold. But he who endures to the end shall be saved. And his this gospel of the kingdom will be preached in all the world as a witness to all the nations, and then the end will come. Okay, so we know from a previous show, that the gospel message had been preached to all the nations. And so he, Jesus is just stating this before mm. all that had already happened, right. that the gospel message is going to be preached to all the nations. But before that, he talks about this bad news that's going to happen to the disciples that they're going to have mm-hmm. to go through, that they will deliver you. He was actually right. speaking to them at the time. They're going to deliver you up to tribulation. They will kill you. And every right. last one of them was killed, exactly right. as Jesus stated, except right. for except one. Except for one, right, John. That was just John, and he was imprisoned. He was cast. Uh, yeah, and so, you know, it didn't go well for those. Right. You know, Basically, being a Christian in those days was kind of hazardous to your health, I would have right. to say. Right, exactly. Well, uh, it was it was a, a, a really obviously hard on the body. And I could see the hardships that they're going through, that people who lived through this, it was excruciating. And there was, like I say, a lot of hatred going on. Yes. And then he even stated that later on, there would be many that would, many false prophets would arise and deceive. Okay. Does this sound familiar to today? (laughs) See, they were going through everything at once. at once. Not only physical Mm. persecution, but also deception persecution. Right. See, that is a form of persecution. There were moles inside their groupings. Persecution comes in many different forms. It really does. It really does. It's not just physical persecution, but mental, emotional, spiritual persecution. All that Psychological, because that's real warfare. Right. These are all kinds Mm -hmm. of persecutions that can come. And right now, we're going through mental... And a lot of spiritual persecution. Most people today aren't really going through what's known as physical persecution for being a believer in Jesus Christ. But it's more of like 
just looked down upon, and, and all that is a form well, of persecution the, as well. The physical persecution can be that you have to separate yourself from the lies that you believed, and it can physically wear on you. Some people, they having to let go of what they were taught, and that's the spiritual because we have to accept the truth of God's word over what we have been ordained with through the church or through our families and whatnot. And so that's also a sign of maturity. But it's the whole idea that we are all going through a enduring right now. We have to endure if we're going to make it and be called the sons of God. The satanic forces during this time that Jesus is describing right. was full court press. Because you see what is going on. They were just taking every... See, because Satan had full control of the world. Because Rome was running the entire world. Mm-hmm. and he, So basically, Satan was running everything. So we have a situation here where lawlessness was right. running. Oh, random. man. Okay, so you don't... So I, I don't want to even imagine what this time was like. Yeah. I'm just so glad this is in our rearview mirror yeah. now. Praise the Lord for that. But Thank you, God. It says lawlessness will abound. And right. And there was the love of many. of many will grow cold. Yes. This is kind of similar to what I've seen in our, our day and age today. Well, I think, you know, people are sarcastic in there, but they don't really care. It's like a complacent attitude of, I don't, I'm just going to give up because I, there's no hope. Well, I see a lot of people hating mm-hmm. children. Uh-huh. They don't want to have kids. It's like, where's the love of others in our culture and society today? Yeah. And this is kind of similar to what I see right now during this time that we're in Satan's little season. Love is definitely growing cold. Well, yeah. And in, and if the lies just keep piling up, they it keeps people from connecting. And so it keeps them estranged. So it keeps them alone, which keeps them easier to be persecuted by the devil through more lies and I mean, it's, when when you're by yourself you're easily picked off yeah i mean that's obvious yeah okay now let's move on to the next one of course jesus talks a little bit about this in, a little bit more in matthew chapter 24 verse 29 and so he gives us when this great tribulation happened okay yeah. okay so go ahead and read matthew chapter 24 verse 29 and following. Okay. immediately after the tribulation of those days the sun will be darkened and the moon will not give its light. The stars will fall from heaven, and the powers of the heavens will be shaken. Then the sign of the Son of Man will appear in heaven, and then all the tribes of the earth will mourn, and they will see the Son of Man coming on the clouds of heaven with power and great glory. So we see that the persecution happens on the church first. And then immediately after that, so it's not like, oh, oh there's a lot of time period in mm-hmm. between this time. No, it's... Matter of fact, I think if you go to Zechariah chapter 14, it describes that right in the middle of the destruction event of Jerusalem is when Christ returns. Okay. So this is at the end, immediately after the great tribulation happened, that those days, basically that's when Jesus Christ returned. Describes his kind of return right there. Persecution of the church happens. And that's what most people today, unfortunately, are waiting for. They think that this is going to happen yeah. now. Mm-hmm. When, no, I see that the complacency of the church yeah. and all that, I don't see a lot of physical persecution of the church, the church the way that Jesus is describing here at all. Right, no. And it, it looks, because if you look at the church right now, it is not seem no offense to anyone if they love their church and their church is a powerhouse but i don't see churches being powerhouses right now i see it's a place where people can kind of go and fellowship but i don't really see this exciting passion not just 
to put the word of God out and disperse it, but to be living passionately for the Lord, honoring him with their actions, their minds, their words, and how they conduct their lives daily. That's really, these people were under an excruciating amount of torturous, hostile takeovers. And right when they needed it, Christ arrived. Well, this is this is why this is called the last day or the end of the age. There's mm-hmm. a number of phrases that are used here to describe what this time was. And a lot of times when we see the end of the age or end, of, we think, oh, that's the end. But no, that was with the end of when all this was going to transpire. And of course, there's still time. It was going to time will continue to go on forever. I'm going to show you in a, in a different show that we're gonna, even when we get the new heaven, new earth, and all that, we're still there's still going to be time. Right. Time will never stop. So when it says end of time or end of the age, it just means the end of one time and the and beginning, beginning of, a of new another. One. Right. Uh huh. And I was so say like chapters in a book, kind of one stops and the other one starts. Yeah. Or like end of one book and then you you know of course you got to read the next one. Right. You know that the, they always want to sell you another books, right? Right. You know? But so Jesus is describing this brutal event that happens mm-hmm. here with the destruction of the temple and everything in Matthew so chapter So right 24. when the temple was being destructed and all that was when he came in. Right. He came mm-hmm. in there because that's Zechariah 14 describes it perfectly uh-huh. this way. Mm-hmm. And uh, that's essentially what Jesus says in Matthew chapter 24 as well. Okay, so let's turn to First, Second Peter, because Second Peter describes this event a little bit mm-hmm. as well. When Peter is describing what kind of happens during the quote the last days, but we know those last days just mean the last days of the end of age. the age. So go ahead and read Second Peter chapter three, verse two. That you may be mindful of the words which were spoken before by the holy prophets and of the commandment of us, the apostles of the Lord and Savior. Knowing this first, the scoffers will come in the last days walking according to their own lusts, and saying, Where is the promise of his coming? For since the fathers fell asleep, all things continue as they were from the beginning of creation. So you see right away, you know, they were all like, Oh, Jesus ain't going to come back. When, Mm -hmm. you know, he already said, Okay, I'm going to come back in one generation. But of course, you know, people just have zero patience for that. You know, they're all like thinking, Oh, he's going to come back at any moment. And then when Mm. every year when he didn't come back, they're all like, yeah, he's no, a liar. Yeah, he's a liar. He ain't coming back. You guys are just making all this up. Yeah. And he's like, no, he was supposed to come back then. And sure enough, he did. But see, here's what you have a lot of scoffers around. So Critics. It was a time mm-hmm. of a lot of persecution physically in the church, but right. then a lot of scoffers of the church. You just had persecution in all different directions. Okay, now we're going to turn to Revelation because that's really the last book that was written in the Bible. Here's evidence that John himself was going was writing that, I think it was the last book written in the Bible, because John essentially was going through the Great Tribulation and those seven churches, of course. And I didn't even, we, we could go into all the all the persecution that they were going through right. during that time. And he was probably the only one that was left alive at this point of uh, all the apostles. Of the apostles, right. my guess is all the other ones, yeah, you know, they, were... they, they, they're hazardous to your health um, <laughs> gospel message right. was Well, they, they lived. they lived and died serving the Lord, and that's what... Right. And we need to look up to these people, and that's yes, the reason why yes. they're they're going to be glorified mm-hmm. in... Well, and I think that's why... And I kept thinking, I don't know, before we kind of were getting into in the mix of all this, that they were with him when he started his ministry. And then why wouldn't they not be with him when he returned, that they would be with him, the saints with him when he returned, and then that thousand-year reign, that he... They were his... The people that he ministered and taught, they were... They were his people. They were his 
I don't say a close-knit group, but they were those that he kept close to. So that's beautiful that he came when they needed him, even though a lot of them were probably already dead. But I think we're such a culture about heroes. And I think Jesus is the epitome of a hero. We know that all those 12 apostles that gave their lives right. for the gospel message right. are among the first resurrected. So exactly. they're still alive today. They're with and him. we'll eventually right. go talk to him and ask him, right. okay, what really went down here? Because <laughs> honestly, you know, we're getting bits and pieces from right. ancient history. But honestly, we didn't have a lot of history books really know what's going, really, go, really went down. How this whole thing transpired, we'll never really know. All the details are kind of lost to us, but we do know just by reading these little passages that that there it was clear that it all happened when it happened, and that's okay because we didn't have to be a part of it, but that it happened the way that Jesus and that God wanted it to. And that's kind of in our whole society right now. There's a lot of OCD. People are always wanting to be in control and what's going to happen next and how is this all going to go down. And I don't think we have to be so concerned with every detail, everything we have to be in, in our, our purview. We don't have to know everything because we know who knows everything and we can trust him with everything. That's exactly right. So <laughs> let's go ahead and read Revelation chapter 1 verse 9 there. Okay. I, John, both your brother and companion in the tribulation and kingdom and patience of Jesus Christ, was on the island that is called Patmos for the word of God and for the testimony of Jesus Christ. So here he describes what he was doing there, basically right. a prisoner on this island. Right. And that's the reason why a lot of Revelation had to be written in code. He, he had to pass it through in yeah, letters. All the letters that went mm-hmm. out, like any other prisoner, were read by mm-hmm. the guards and stuff. And the so, warden. <laughs> so essentially, that, right. that was why a lot of things were written in code. And so we under, we get an impression of, well, why did he do this? And because everyone at the time would know what he was talking about. Right. But, of course, if you were a believer. But if you were an unbeliever, like the guards were, I'm sure, that, that right. guarded him. They wouldn't understand all what all the stuff he talked right. about with the mark of the bee, 666, all this other. Yeah. They wouldn't understand all that. Right. And so he was basically telling them who the people were that are the ones that are involved with right. the persecution of the church without actually saying their name. Exactly. That's the reason why he had to say, well, the number of the person. So we're going to go into Revelation 13, which is essentially the first and second beast that came Okay. Around, which a lot of people would say that these are the Antichrist, I guess mm-hmm. what you could say, because we're going to go over the Antichrist. It was really just a person that was just really persecuting the church extremely. So I was going to say this earlier. So you can talk about and think about persecutions in the Bible. You know, Jesus was kind of a little bit, well, he was persecuted on the cross, but he was persecuted a little bit before by the Pharisees and Sadducees and how they ridiculed and stuff and and tried to trip him up. But then I was thinking before Paul became Saul, that he persecuted the church. And then he had his revelation on the road to Damascus. So this was even more intensely than what he did, even though Stephen died at his hand and involvement of his persecuting the church. Well, the persecutions earlier on, I think, were just regional persecutions. Okay. The Great Tribulation, what we're talking about here, Systemic. was more of like a worldwide okay. persecution. It was not like just oh, just a regional one here right. and there. But by everybody one, else, by yeah. one crazy, yeah, by you know, just an area or a group mm-hmm, of people in this, in this country or that. Right. No, this was all the way across all of Rome. Which was it across the entire world. It overstretched everywhere. There was right. no 
no way anyone can escape it. Okay. Yeah. So it was a pretty intense, and there's been never a worldwide persecution on the church since. Right. Right. Okay. Mm. Well, there's been persecutions on the church regionally to this day. Even mm-hmm. you could say, well, there's certain regions that persecute church, but it's never been a worldwide persecution. Right. This is the, the the first and only time I believe in history. Church history. Right. That the, there's been a worldwide persecution. And that was for a reason, because there was a purpose for all that. Well, Satan was trying to stomp out the church, I think, and just using extreme be, force to try to get rid of it. There'd be know? nothing of the bride left when Jesus right. returned. <laughs> so, I mean, obviously, God knew what it was, exactly. what the plan was and already made, and even Christ knew what was going to happen right. before it all happened. Exactly. He already, they already knew ahead of time, because mm-hmm. this is what was going to transpire we're ready for it. So but see, our Lord is ready for everything. Exactly. See, we just have to trust him. And that's what it says throughout the word of God. Trust the Lord with all your heart. We don't have to know everything. We can just trust him because he knows what he's capable of and what he needs to do to help us. That's why I think he is the greatest hero because we are trusting him to bring it all out to fruition. And it's just a beautiful experience. So Revelation chapter 13 has these beasts that right. show up. There's a first beast and then there is a second beast. Okay. And the second beast is the one that ends up, ends up persecuting the church. Okay. And that's what we're going to go over here right. in Revelation chapter chapter 13, verse 13 through 18. Right. Go ahead and read that one. He performs great signs so that he even makes fire come down from heaven on the earth in the sight of men. And he deceives those who dwell on the earth by those signs which he was granted to do in the sight of the beast telling those who dwell in the earth to make an image to the beast who was wounded by the sword and lived. Okay, we'll stop there for a second. Because here he's describing this, I guess you could say this false prophet, this guy that was like doing these miraculous signs. This is why I tell you, do not trust miraculous signs. They could be from the Lord, but they could also be from the devil. Right. Well, you know, that's it. You know, he likes to mimic everything about God. And so I don't know all the rules of this warfare that we're in, the spiritual demonic warfare, but I know that there's powers and principalities out there, or Bible even says it. And so if God could have his people do miraculous things, why couldn't the devil let his people also do the same? So it's this mimic kind of like, I'm better than you kind of game the devil plays. So they were doing miracles, trying basically deceiving everyone. Into trying thinking, to get people oh, to think well, he was. Yeah, yeah. you got to follow me. I, I'm, I, you know, I'm, I'm showing you all the miracles <laughs> right. I'm doing, right? Right. Well, see, remember, God was doing miracles, but the devil, he can kind of do his own miracles too. Right. You know? Well, just like the in Moses, the Pharaoh's men were doing right. the yeah. same kind. It's, it's a similar idea. Yeah, so miracles, I don't go by miracles. Don't right. go by these visions of whatever people have. I don't ever trust any of these right. things because they could go either way. Well, and that's the thing that I think trips a lot of people up now. And we've kind of talked about it with certain books and things in previous episodes. But these people have these testimonies. I had a dream. This happened. I went to hell. I just saw mm-hmm. them the other day. I yeah. went to hell and yeah. I heard this. This is the voice. I'm like, okay. I can't trust what you say, even though so many people want to trust what this person's testimony was of his experience. We weren't there. This could be a narration that is kind of perpetrated by the devil. So we have to be careful who we're listening to and what their message is saying, because the devil likes to entrap us. And we got to be wise as serpents, but innocent as doves. 
Okay, go ahead and keep reading okay. here, verse fifteen, and we can read about the image of the beast. Right. And there was even some mo- a movie on that one back, right. in, back in the eighties or seventies, <laughs> I think. It's it, this is crazy. Okay. Of course, this is all ancient history to us, but it's good to read all this so we can yes. understand. Okay, this is what they had to yes. go through. Right. But of course, most of these movies today, they oh, this is right around the corner anytime now. And well, course, it invokes that fear tactic. Yeah, they well. love they love throwing out the fear tactic going on here of what's yeah. going to happen. But anyway, so. 15, he was granted power to give breath to the image of the beast, that the image of the beast should both speak and cause as many as would not worship the image of the beast to be killed. He causes all, both small and great, rich and poor, free and slave, to receive a mark on their right hand or on their foreheads. Okay, so this is the mark of the beast, obviously, Mm -hmm. that they weren't, they weren't, uh, the believers weren't supposed to be taking. Of course, if you're a believer, you couldn't take because this mark was. And this is why this was for them at that time. Okay, when John was writing this letter, everyone knew what this mark was. Mm. See, this is why it would uh. be, th- everybody knew what it was. Right. So it wasn't like this big shock. And he's basically saying, "Don't take this mark because it's because this guy is a false prophet." Well, then there was images of the beast, and if they didn't worship, those people would be killed. Right. So that was the other part, you know, not just the mark, but they had to worship these images. And I was thinking, going back to in Daniel, when Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego, there was the, the image there, and if they didn't bow down, they were going to be killed. I think it was a similar situation uh-huh. in that case. Uh-huh. Yeah. They all knew when he wrote what was going on here. Right. So the readers of it, that time when John was writing this and sending this out to the seven churches, they all knew what was going on. They all understood what he was saying here because these marks was going around. So it was a, basically an obvious, no, well-known thought to most people. It's just for us, we get to see the, the story unfolding without having to participate in it. Yeah, we live in a day and age now that's like, oh, well, this could be the mark. That could be the mark. Right. How could you... God judge you on when right, you don't know what that exactly. mark is. No, it was for them at that time because they knew what that mark was. But for us, it could be anything. Oh, it could be the social security number. It could be this or that. It's, it could be the jab. It could be... Yeah. Well, people even, just, yeah. are just crazy about this yeah. mark. And then it makes everybody paranoid, of course. that the, A lot of people like that. Churches love that because oh, right. we keep people in constant fear. And then you got to, oh, you got to trust in us. We're, we're, we're on top of We it. know all the secrets. Yeah, we're on top of all this Mark stuff. <laughs> no. So we know when the Mark's going to come out, and we'll t- let you know. So you got to just keep coming back to our church scenario. Right, and This no. is kind of what's been going on. Well, it's like the hook, line, and sinker. They feed you a little bit at a time and keep you on the hook, and it's like, that's not how God works, and that's not how he wants his followers to feel like they're being led by crumbs. Go ahead and read the last couple verses there. That, okay, uh, so 17. And that no one may buy or sell except one who has the mark or the name of the beast or the number of his name. Here is wisdom. Let him who has understanding calculate the number of the beast, for it is the number of a man. His number is 666. Okay, so that's where you get to 666 all over the place. Of course, John writes this in code. Right. Because he doesn't want to say who that guy's name was. <laughs> Instead, he says, oh, his number. So could that have been like if he had three names, each uh, the equivalent of his first and middle and last well, name? Well, they used Germatria and a bunch of other stuff to figure <laughs> six out. Six letters. But yeah, but they, because in Roman numerals, uh-huh. numbers were also letters. Letters, right, yeah. And vice versa. It's, it, you, know, right. you, you know, we know I, V, and stuff like this. Yeah. And, you know, 
we all, anybody who studied Roman numerals understands all that. Right. That their letters and numbers were both the same. And so he's just saying the, the person's name is this number. So in other words, people were trying to figure out, well, at the time they knew who that was because it, it would all make sense because he was, he was Well, it was their culture and it was obvious to them who that was because it was their culture. Well, because they all knew Roman numerals. They right. were all Romans. Right. I, or at least they knew what the Roman they numeral was. They were engulfed was. in the Roman society. I, mean, so. I, I studied Roman numerology back when I was, mm-hmm. you know, in school and stuff. Right. And I know a little bit of it to still to this day. But it's not really taught that much anymore. Not really that important anymore. Right. But the point is, is like, this is how he was trying to tell him, okay, this is who this guy is. Right. If you just figure out 666, you'll get who this person is. Right. So they all figured out pretty quick, I'm guessing, that the churches got back. Oh, we know who this is. Mm-hmm. Yeah, okay. And, of course, I think it was Nero at the time, but it's hard to know for sure. But I'm, well, you know, you I'm can, guessing We have our Nero. speculations, but... But anyway, they all knew who it was. So the point mm-hmm. is, is this was the persecutor of the church at the time. And so right. they just said, you know, this is his mark. Don't take his mark. Right. And I'm guessing there are other factors that would go in that they knew, okay, this is... Well, you know, there's many clues here given. So I think each one of those clues kind of added on to knowing for sure who this identity of this person was. Right. And, of course, then you go to Revelation chapter 20, and you have those who were... The souls of those who were beheaded for the witness to Jesus Christ, mm. who didn't worship the image, at, right. who didn't receive the mark in their forehead right. and their hands, they are the ones that lived and reigned with Christ for the thousands. Right. The okay. holy ones. Right. They were the holy ones right. in, in Revelation chapter 20, verse 4. Right. So we know who he's mm. talking about here, the people that died as a result of standing up for their right. faith right. during this extreme well, persecution. Well, and like I said earlier, they had to endure. Enduring... Isn't not is not just for their time, but it is also for our time as well. That's kind of like this whole history kind of repeats itself. But we have to endure not a great tribulation, but intense deceit and false falsification of information. Talk about the uh, information Freedom Information Act. Well, guess what? Here, folks, we got the Freedom Information Act going on right now, and it's the word of God, and it's the truth that you need to hear. Yeah, I, I'm like I said, we're just trying to get the word out exactly of what's going on here because there's so many people that are deceiving, even in the church. The church yes. is, and the church has gotten taken over by the devil. Yes, long time it has. Ago. It has. And what happens is, is now he's promoting this nonsense. Oh, we're waiting for these events that'll never happen because they already happened. In, right. our, in ancient history to us. Right. Over a thousand years ago. And I'm going to do, I mean, we're getting ready to do one on all these things that people have questions. I, well, you know, I think we've been so prompted by the church that this is what's next. And so many people are trying to figure out, okay, I want to be prepared. I want to know, I want to know who's the Antichrist. Da, 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 da. And so all these things, they they aren't really relevant. It's just another distraction that the devil can lay on us and cause us to have fear. And the way he works is to get us off of the priority of what's important. And our priority as believers is to trust the Lord, to be obedient, to be sojourners, but ambassadors for him, living each and every day to glorify our Father who is in heaven. And all these events that people are waiting for right around the corner. Right. 
are well into our past, and that's why I don't right. really go into all these. People want to know, okay, who are the two witnesses in Revelation? Right. Uh, who's the, who's the Antichrist? Who are the who's the beast? Who's the false prophet? Right. And I'm going to do a show on all those because it, you know I, I obviously I need to address all those. Right. But the point is, is these are all stuff that's in our past. It's not relevant to our time. It's like something that happened over a thousand years ago. Right. And so. I, I don't really discuss things that happened over a thousand years ago because how relevant is that to us today right. except for, okay, this is what they had to go through at that time. Well, and, you know, you know, if history does repeat itself, it's something we can learn from. And that's probably why I think it's in the Bible so we can learn from what they had to go through because we are going to have to go through our own kind of journey, our own kind of enduring. And so if we can see that they overcame or went, had, were able to make it through that harsh period of time we can overcome whatever god has for us yeah they were going through the great tribulation we're going right. through the great, the great deception right right now <laughs> so it there are similarities between the two exactly. obviously that we're just being tricked and fooled and everything else and so that's what's going on today that's right it's like the deception is strong it is and it's only the people that are awake are right. the ones that are able to stand up against it. Exactly. Most people are not awake. They're nope. totally just brainwashed and they just believe everything they're told. And, and it's unfortunate about that, but it's like this is where our culture has got to now. Right. To survive, you have to be a fighter. And you have to fight so you to know the truth. Fight for the truth to make sure the truth gets heard. Until next time, we're yes. living... In Satan's little season, unfortunately. Exactly. Somebody's got to live there, I guess, right? right? Yeah. Somebody's got to live in that scene. <laughs> it is in the Bible. Yes. And also... It just makes sense. Join or contact us at satanslittleseason.org. This is a non-copyright Living in Satan's Little Season production.